When you do a podcast, you've got to have a song where someone sings the title. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? The world is kind of scary when things don't go the right way. So listen to this podcast and it will probably be okay. Probably no guarantees. Hello and welcome to What Could Go Wrong, the best slash worst thing that could ever happen to warriors. I'm Jeff from Happy Valley. I'm joined by Chrissy, veteran escapee, survivor of Murderville, Idaho. Hello. And also here's Jeremiah, who clawed his way out of his hometown, The Coffin, California. What's the haps? No matter how bad you think things are, these two think they could get worse. Today we're going to go outside the box a little, because I was doing all the healthy things today, and now we're going to talk about working out. First things that come to mind are lifting heavy things, because, you know, humans have been doing that for so long, and these days we don't. So we artificialize it. What do you two think? So, so when we're talking heavy things, we're talking like barbells? Weightlifting, you know, like freestyle weightlifting, just going out, picking up a barbell, or even using a machine. Either way, lifting stuff. Okay, well, obvious thing to go to with the barbell, I would think. Like, if you forget to put the clippies on the end to hold your weights on. I don't know, the little clippies on the ends of the weighty thingies mm-hmm. on the bar thing. Clearly experienced weightlifter. Those are the you technical lift up, Right? You lift that bar up and the weight's just like a flying off and like gravity and, you know, is prone to do yeah and this doesn't really affect you so much but the problem is you know you're in a gym and there's just people everywhere and those weights fly off like you know looney Tunes style and just like go flying through the air and hit a bunch of people and knock them out and then you are on the hook for all of those lawsuits yeah because they're totally not paying attention they got the earbuds in they're doing their oh, thing yeah. getting pumped nobody's ducking there are no ducks in that gym just duck lips when you're getting your swole on, the lips are the first thing to get swole. It's a technical thing. Good enough. All right, we're done with weightlifting. You knocked a couple people out. You move on. Now we go to the true thing, cycling, because, you know, that's where it's at these days, because you can't go outside and ride your bike. you got to ride it inside the gym. So the spin classes and everything where you are constantly doing this cardio beast that's supposed to be good for you Mm -hmm. is an accident waiting to happen. Those bicycles in the gym aren't like real bicycles. You don't have like hills or climbs and then valleys or slopes downward in which to recover. It's all friction all the time. And eventually, if the straps are configured improperly, you can start a fire from pedaling so hard that it would eventually spark off or some of those little leather or fabric straps will melt and then burn and then get into the polyester carpet or the flammable wax boards that are the base of the gym room and just tear that thing into a three alarm fire faster than you can say one more rep. Let's face it, everybody in there is wearing like spandex too and spandex has to be highly flammable. Yeah, I think it melts to your skin. Yeah. Just one more way to get molded, I guess. Ew. So, all right, you, you've you turned me off of cycling. Spin, I've never gotten the name for, but all right, I don't want to melt and burn. So how about the treadmill? Artificial walking seems a lot more low-key to the cycling energy. Treadmills seem harmless, but mm-hmm. what you don't know is that really they're out to get you. Like, all it takes is a loose shoelace getting caught in the tread that goes under and it pulls you with it. And, you know, there's not room for you to go under the treadmill, so... So it's just going to keep pulling at your ankle and uh you know hopefully your shoe comes off the likelihood is that it won't and your 
foot is going to get mangled under this treadmill. And, you know, if you're lucky, it will end there. If you're not, then the treadmill will consume you a little bit at a time, just slowly mangling you until somebody manages to hit the emergency stop on it. And that emergency stop clip that's supposed to go on your clothing, that's not really a stop lanyard. That's like a little anglerfish dangle, or like the hairs on the outside of a trapdoor spider's nest. So that when you step in front of that, and you put this thing on your clothing, it knows there's a victim in front of it, and it is ready to pursue and consume you from a stationary position. I think the thing we need to all remember is that all machines are just pretending not to be sentient. Like, they all are aware of everything that is going on around them, and they are just waiting for their moment to pounce. And they remember. I think it's disturbing that you both just described life as a treadmill. That's that's interesting and very deep that I had not thought to process before. And I probably won't. So, moving on. Core strengthening. You know, you're just going to go on the floor. You're going to get some ab workouts in. That seems way less terrifying than a treadmill, right? I mean, it's just you on the floor working your abs. Until they break. Wait, abs can break? Yeah, they're uh, basically... That core thing, you'd think the core would be linked to like the Earth's core and liquid and fluid stuff, but it's not. Abs are much more like plate tectonics. If you've ever seen like an armadillo or like the underside of a turtle, we have those pieces inside of us. They're vestigial and they usually only show up during the embryonic development cycle. But if you are working your core too much, then you can stimulate the hormones and stuff that cause the the chitin production and harden those up and then they start grinding against each other and when someone is cut that's what's actually happening is the edges of these abdominal plates are starting to wear into each other and wearing out the skin so it's smoother and thinner in some spots and if you do that too much they can either become extremely fragile and break or just start internal bleeding i had never thought that ab quake would be a thing but you've convinced me yeah and that's just the core workout I mean, you know, when you're when you're there doing, you know, body weight exercises and things like lunges and squats, like you're just one, you know, wrong movement twist away from popping your knee and, you know, ending up mm. with, you know, the need for surgery and braces and that just takes a lot of time to recover from. And, you know, then when you come back to the gym, you're all out of shape again and you're much more prone to injury when you're out of shape. And so you're basically having to start over with all of these risks of injury. Fascinating. I hadn't thought that it would be harder to recover from that once you were starting easy again, right? I mean, you could work back up slowly. Oh yeah, but who's going to do that? I mean, everybody's going to get back in the gym and think, this is where I was before. I could probably handle this, right? No. No, you can't. Yeah, you don't climb Everest and then go back to the kiddie pool and start in the shallow end. No, you go for the deep end of the pool after you climb Mount Everest. The Mount Everest of gyms. I like it. All right, so we'll we'll, we'll end with a, a simple thing. Just you got to follow the rules. Jazzercise. Get some soft tunes. Get a kind of workout, depending on how hardcore the class is. So what can go wrong with jazzercise is mousercise. Tell me more. The mousercise, jazzercise-specific program from the Disney Channel in the 80s and early 90s that was foisted off as uh, physical education in some people's, I'm not going to name names, and uh, some people's elementary schools, is uh, it's brainwashing. It's delving into your brain using familiar characters and tunes and just wrapping them up in a spandex heat sweatband and it just cinches tighter on your brain and indoctrinates you. So it's like government programming, but with Walt Disney. Exactly. So like basically Walt Disney programming. I was about to say that sounds very familiar to most Disney apps. Maybe not as overt as like the Warner Brothers super racist jingoistic cartoons from World War II, 
but something along those lines. All right, so let's end with, well, I'm going to toss you to a ball here, rock climbing at the gym. Oh, well, I mean, you know, you there's there's a lot of trust involved in the rock climbing wall at the gym for the person that is, you know, belaying you below. And, you know, all it takes is for that person to get, you know, be really ticked at you when you start and to let you get to the top and then just to let go of the rope. Ooh. And then you just come crashing down. And, you know, I, I think that that could be one of the worst things that could happen in that situation. Just somebody really angry holding your belay. Agreed. That's a very instantaneous, painful thing that could happen. In addition, these rock gyms have only become popular fairly recently. So the effects of chalk dust that leads to white lung has just barely started to develop and people getting uh, rock climbers cough, uh-huh. that that epidemic is about to break at any moment. Any moment. Right now. Well, kids, you heard it here. Learn how to self-belay. It's a good thing. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today. Chrissy and Jeremiah, please give our audience your fond farewells. Night, guys. You probably won't die tonight. And you'll probably wake up tomorrow. Flipped as ever. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.